Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. So my next guest uh, for my Shark Effect podcast is Fred McCrary. So Fred played the toughest position physically in the NFL. He played fullback and he played for 12 years. And uh, he has a Super Bowl ring. He played for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, New Orleans Saints, San Diego Chargers. So so we were teammates for two different teams. Um, and he got a Super Bowl ring from the New England Patriots. And then he finished up his career with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he Fred keeps it 100 all the time. I mean, he's from Florida. So he's uh, he has some great stories and some great insights and uh, very inspirational because his journey, um, you know, it took a turn and, um, but, but now he's, he's thriving. He's a, he's a, he's a referee. He's a referee and in the sec. So he always gives me flack about me being from the pack, you know, the pack 12 it used to be the pack 10, but, uh, yeah, we keep it 100. So this is a very good episode. You guys are going to enjoy this immensely. So without further ado, this is my main man, Fred McCrary. All right, so I got uh, a really, really good friend of mine. We've known each other since, shoot, 1997 or six? 97. 97. Um, his name is uh, Fred McCrary, a.k.a. Black Fred. That's my <laughs> dude. We played on two different teams together. And, um, you know, he has a, 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 fan, a phenomenal story. And uh, he's just an overall good dude. So um, uh, welcome to the Shark Effect, Black. Man, thanks for having me on, Alex, man. Looking forward to doing this interview with you. And uh, I see you doing big things out there on the West Coast. Uh, well, I appreciate that. But, man, you, you, but you're talking about me. You was already talking about me in the green room. <laughs> you're talking about my, my speed and me trying to yeah. cover my kids. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It's quite the same, though, Bill, you know, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> No, I'm trying to still stay. I'm still that guy. I'm still trying no. to stay that guy, Black. No, no, not quite. Not quite, Bill. Not quite. You look like you're running on hot coals out there sometimes, boy. So, hey, um, you still man. got a little something, but, 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 Milk, uh. Well, you know what? That's all I needed. Don't say anything else. I, you said <laughs> I got a little something. That's all I need. You got a little something. You still got a little, little fast twitch in here, but. <laughs> so, man, how. 
So, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, with the kids. So how many kids you got? Yeah, all boys. I have three sons. One's 18. He's going to Notre Dame College. Um, That's Savion. I have a a 17-year-old who's getting recruited pretty heavy. His name is Jackson. He got like five offers. And I have my youngest, Tyson, who's 14, who's the fastest out of everybody. So I got got a, I got a um, pretty good squad here. So uh, anytime you want to battle, but uh, wait, wait, wait. Well, wait, hold on no, now. You, wait, I got eight. You got, a, you got eight. I forgot. Well, no, no battle. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so you got, okay, you got the three boys. What are some of the things, man, that you've that you've taught them over the years, man? You know, from your uh, from your life and and from the game you know, of football. You know what I taught them, Milk, is what I've learned. What my aunt more than my mom taught me, taught me about God. I taught them how to pray. Um, I taught them about faith. Mm-hmm. I taught them about work ethic. I taught them about work ethic. You know, my auntie didn't. She told my auntie taught me consistency. You know. Yeah. So I try to instill to them the same things. Uh, consistency, just about, you know, getting up every day, getting in a routine about being the best you can be, you know. And uh, I got I got a thing that Dr. Charles Staley always says, say, look your best, do your best, be your best. So that's my motto to them every day. Just look your best, be your best, do your best. And, and hopefully you'll have a good day out of, out of doing that. Absolutely. And here's the thing that I've um, that I heard. And it's something that I. Uh, I speak on when I'm talking uh, to my to my clients, and it's about routine. Absolutely, it's about routine. So important, so important. Just breeds it helps you become consistent. Yeah, and, and consistency helps breeds help, helps breeds confidence. You know, mm-hmm. as a kid and as a parent, you want your kids to always be confident, right? Absolutely. So. What better way to do it than, than get them in a routine, a good solid routine, when to do your homework, when we're, when we're going to eat dinner, just just all the little the little things that they can help uh, make a kid successful. Because what I've learned, Milk, uh, most kids don't know crap, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and most kids are nervous, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they 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 don't just have the confidence. You know, confidence has to grow. Yeah. So. And, and don't know crap see, about what? Don't know crap about what? About life, about work ethic, about any too much of nothing, too much. That's what I was, I was like, man, they act like they know, but they really don't know that much. Even though they, they got internet and they got their buddies, but until they experience it and do it, then they realize how hard it is. They think it's easy. Everybody thinks, oh, Pops, you play the NFL. I can do that. Yeah, until you get out there and see what it takes to get there. <laughs> He's like, whoa, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, so they 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 think they work hard. No, they don't. They don't come close to how we used to work. Mm-hmm. They work, you know, I give them some credit. They do work, but we will kick their butt. We will absolutely destroy them if we played against them. Because they're not that, they're, they're talented, but they're not tough. You know, <laughs> they're, uh-huh. they're not tough at all. <laughs> uh hey so so tell me a little bit about man like you're coming into the nfl right being a stud fullback and number one man you play fullback so that position in itself is not all about glory man you don't always... get a whole bunch of touchdowns you do all the grunt work and the, you know the stuff that that others don't want to do that position in itself is tough. Man. You, you know, you thrived. I don't I don't know how I did it, Milk. I know by grace and mercy, but you know, my dream, just like it was yours, to play was to play in the NFL. I was a safety. I never played fullback in my life. Block. Please, you better block for me. <laughs> I played running back, you know? I ain't yeah. never seen I, mean, I never blocked. I well, I, I passed pro. You know, which I was pretty good at. But you're talking about going there and blocking and let somebody else get the glory? Man, please, you don't bump your head. No way. So what happened was, how, but it's amazing how God works. Listen to this, Milk. In college, we play Arkansas. Three running backs go down in the first half. Three. And I was proud of myself. 
I had beat a senior out at safety. I was a strong safety, milk. I would knock your head off. So you was a strong safety. Yes, I, I never played. I never played fullback ever until I got to college. Oh, okay, okay. Go. On. I was on defense. I never played. I never played offense, even though I, you know I was a. I, I referenced twelve hundred yards. You know my senior year, mm-hmm. but but I didn't. I wanted to knock somebody's head off. So listen to this. I beat a senior. I was proud, Milk. I was so proud, right? So they come to me at halftime of Arkansas game. <laughs> Saying, Fred, we need your help. Man, what you mean you need my help? I play defense. And we ran the wishbone back then, Milk. So listen, they taught me three plays at halftime. Uh. And how about so what well, so listen, I played out, I played the rest of that game, the second half at, at running back, right? So Come Sunday, you know, you come in and watch the film, I'm back in the defensive meeting room. I ain't want no parts, no offense, no wishbone. Dude, I'm trying to go to the pros. I'm trying to take care of my mama. No, I can't go to the pros playing no wishbone, you know. <laughs> That's my thinking. So, man, finally, uh, Coach K to me, Coach Sharon say, Fred, we need you. We need you for the rest of the year. I was hot. Milk, I was hot. Hot no in fish grease? Hot in the fish grease. Man, so listen, I called my mom, who's passed away now. She passed away 10 months, you know. Mm, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, so but uh, so I said, I called my mom, I said, Mom, I'm transferring. I'm getting the heck out of here. She said, where you going? I don't know, but I'm getting out of here. She said, well, you ain't coming back here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. I was like, what? Say, Mom. I can take care of you if I go play somewhere else and make it to the pros. I can't make it to the pros playing with no wishbone offense. She said, baby, you got anywhere else to go? Nope. Well, you ain't coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> That's that tough love right there. That's that tough love she had, Bill. Uh, so make a long story short, Bill. I end up staying. And guess who became the, the they fired our offensive coordinator Watson Brown. And guess who became our, our offensive coordinator? Who? Guess who, Milk? Uh, I don't know. Bruce Arians, the no. head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. No way. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he had curly hair then. Yeah, he had like like a little Jerry curl, man. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He did. He had real curly hair. Bruce Aaron became our coordinator. He said, Fred, listen to me. If you block like you've been blocking, you'll make it to the pros. Mm. I was like, man, fullback. I went to doing my research. Man, fullbacks don't go high, Bruce. <laughs> I went to telling him that. He was like, but you can make a very good living at it, Fred. So listen, we, we, we played my junior year. I did well. Then my senior year, we we balled out, Milk. We had I was blocking for two thousand yard backs. We had two both our backs had a thousand yards behind me. Wow! And I was co MVP of the team, so I thought that was pretty cool. I was like a fullback, the co MVP. What? So the scouts started coming, and on pro day, I balled out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I balled out, Milk. Mm. Couldn't tell me that. We're at four five one, four five flat. I think I might have been faster than you. I'm you faster crazy. than you, Bill. You you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it sounded good though, man. It yeah, sounded yeah, pretty yeah. good, you know. But I know I know you ran fast. What you ran like four four? Man, you four three. Man, four three two, homeboy. Don't play me like that. Oh, four three two? Yes, sir. Okay, that's 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 very respectable, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> what you went first round? <laughs> but anyway, you know, back to my story. So listen, pro day came. I balled out. I did 225, 24 times, jumped 38-inch vertical. I, you, I probably out jumped you. I'm sure I did. No, you did yeah. not. But that's, that's good for a fullback. I know. As a fullback? Come on. Yeah. See, but what, what but Mil, let me tell you this. What people didn't know is I didn't weigh but 217. Oh, but you, you was lighting ass. But but I had an ankle weight. 
You know what ankle weights you work out with? Yes. I put it in my jock, in my tights, and got nice. on the scale. Guess how much it said? Two twenty-five. It was all built. I put an eight-pound ankle weight in my underwear. Hey, that's being resourceful. <laughs> Listen, resourceful. So everywhere you know how you know how you go visit the teams. Yeah, I travel with it, Bill. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was too small, 217. Nobody yeah. wanna go play. I want I couldn't play full back at that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I put an eight-pound anchor weight. So when I got on the scale, that thing say 225. It was like Fred McCray, 225. I was, I, I was just chuckling inside. Oh, I was so hard. I was like, <laughs> God, God, God. <laughs> Oh. 12 years later, Milk. Can you believe it, man? That is that is something else. Man, I played 12 years in the NFL playing the position that you played. That's incredible. Broke nose four times, broke fingers, broke toes, shoulders don't work, Dude. knees don't work, hips don't work, man. Goodness, <laughs> but man. guess what? I do it all over again. Mm. I but I'll be smarter about it. Yeah. How is that? Because like, see, you don't know nothing about this milk. Nine on seven every day. No. Guess who got to set the tone? So, so for so for my listeners who don't know, nine on seven is a period in practice in a, in college and and also in the NFL when it's just the inside. So it's the running back, running backs, quarterback, lineman, and then linebackers the- and safety. Linebackers and safeties, all the uh, the corners are out of it, and it's Y'all all doing runs. Ones or something, yeah, yeah, and it's all runs. So, so yeah, and and I had to go against Julius Seau every day. You kidding me? Yeah, you talking about keep you up at night, Milk? That dude used to keep me up at night. That's something. Mm. You we know he he know he blitzing every play, Milk. You already know, even when he's not called. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hold on. Before we get there, before we get there, man, tell me, tell us about, man, being drafted. So you drafted in the sixth round, all right? Yeah, drafted in the sixth round to the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. So you was there for one year. Yeah. And yeah, then, I was there. And, and then what happened? I got cut. I go, at my second year training camp, first of all, first of all, Kevin Turner, who's, who's passed away now, he had ALS. Rest oh. in peace, Kev. Uh, he taught me how to block milk. I didn't. I didn't have a clue when I got to the NFL. I was a good. I was a position blocker, but I ain't gonna go in there and blow you up. Mm. Nah, that was that was my nah. Now nah. you gonna hurt my head. You done lost your mind. So he taught me the technique of blocking, mm. and I, I became good. I worked at it every day. You know, I I'm a worker, milk. You know, yeah. so I, I was like, man, if I can. Cause I already had good hands and I was fast. If I learned how to block, man, I might could play this thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, make a long story short, Milk, I got drafted by the Eagles, right? Yep. And Kevin Turner goes down in the second game. We were playing Arizona. I'm sitting there saying, "He better get up. He better get up. I ain't ready for this. No, I ain't ready for this." Milk, the cart. You know how they drive the jaw there, trying out to get him. Mm-hmm. I said, oh my God, it's my turn. Yeah. So Milk, I'm out there playing mm-hmm. the second game of my career, and I scored a touchdown. Oh what? I know I, they couldn't talk to you. They couldn't say no word, not nothing. I, and I spiked the ball. Boom! <laughs> That's the first time. You can't do that in college. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> spike that thing. So man, I hit the rookie wall, Milk, about by week 12, mm. I was like, oh, my God. Hold on, right? Hold on, hold on. So, so understand this. Like, college, we play, what, 11 or 12 games? We done. And then we done. We so, played four. I done played 16 games. Exactly. season game. Yeah, and in those preseason games, are you playing a little or are you playing a lot? I played a lot because I was the backup. That's Remember right. I was backup Kevin Turner. Yeah. So, so I played three quarters. 
Yeah. Full court. I'm like, oh my God. But I thought it was cool. I'm like, okay, I gotta show them what I can do. Little did I know. Mm. The grind of an NFL season. Man. Man. So <clears> it wore <throat> me completely out. Remind, remind you, Milk, I went with 217 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ain't wearing no more. But I cheated that with an eight-pound weight. Yeah, you ain't wearing <laughs> that no more. <laughs> Not exactly. I'm in there. Hey, look, I'm running in there getting rejected. Boom, coming back out of there. <laughs> Damn, Fred, what happened? Hey, man, I'm going to have to start cutting these dudes. Yeah. Now, who was your, uh, who was the running back? Ricky Waters. Uh, okay. Ricky Waters and Charlie Gardner. You believe that? Mm. They supposed to be teaching me the Rose Milk. They were some, some horrific teachers. Not bad, horrific. <laughs> they were why, too bad. Why is that? Listen, Ricky Waters was a prima donna. You know, he was a prima donna. He oh, came yeah. over from the 49ers, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Dick Jameson, who's passed away now, was our running back coach. Listen, Milk, Dick had no control of our meeting room. No control. Zero. What are you talking about? What does that mean? No control. Like, no control. He'll put the film on. And if Rick says it's time to go, it's time to go. We're getting up out of there. Hold on. Rick, like Ricky Waters? Ricky Waters was the biggest <laughs> asshole to Dick Jameson <laughs> I ever heard. He oh, was terrible. Look, he was terrible. Listen, in training camp, we had the first meeting room. Listen to me, Milk. Nobody better not come before us to get to the snack first. But what? Dick would turn that film on so fast. Okay, you guys can leave. You guys can leave. <laughs> oh my God. This this is this is not how it is, is it? Yeah. But what really made it like hilarious, Charlie Gardner, we played the Washington Redskins, my rookie year. Charlie Gardner liked to carry the ball in his right hand. Mm -hmm. And he was he was running left. You're supposed, to put, you're supposed to put the ball in the outside hand, right? Yep. So, but Charlie didn't do that. He always carried it his right. Listen, Charlie got the ball stripped. And the defense and, and, and the Redskins recover. So in the meantime, Charlie goes, we say Dick says, Charlie, well, if you put the ball in, shut up, Dick. Shut up. Have you ever ran a football? Well, no, Charlie. Well, how the hell are you gonna tell me how to run one? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> oh my god like how do you talk to the coach that way and and, and this he is your rookie year and this is your rookie this year my rookie year i know nothing about lifting weights i know nothing about taking care of my body i know nothing mm. i'm watching these dudes bill romanowski was on my team you remember bill romanowski yes i do crazy bill yep bill. He walked around with a pill thing then. Mm. Mm. Taking pills, throwing up. I'm like, I was like, this dude is nuts. But but it's I don't I didn't know what he was doing. He was he was a kind of weird dude, you know? Yeah. Well, hold on. So 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 take me in that that year after that, when you got cut. So after oh, your first cut. year, you got cut. After my second year. After my yeah. second okay, year. Okay, after your second year. I what did you cut. do? I went, I went, well, no, I got, I sat out of football. I sat think. out of football, yeah? Yeah, I sat out of football. And I got drafted in 95, I played 95, I went to training camp in 96. I sat out in 96, got picked up by the Saints in 97. In 96, in 96, I was in Florida, training, working out. Mm. Waiting for a call. Didn't understand how, how it worked. I didn't have a clue. Mm -hmm. I was hurt too, Milk. To my to my credit, I, I had I had a high ankle sprain on my right foot, on my right ankle, and I put hamstring pulled on my left. So I had no chance in training camp. Mm. I had no chance. So by the time I got healthy, well, healthy enough, you know, it was time for the final cut. Yeah. So I was doomed. So listen, I got I sat out with the Florida with my mom, got picked up by the Saints. That's when you got drafted, 97. 96. You got drafted 96, that's right. Yep. 
That's right. So if that was your second year. I came in in '97. Uh, so so did you have any jobs or did you just yeah? Oh, like, I I didn't have a job. I, I had yeah yeah I had I worked in a prison. Remember, I worked in Orleans Parish Prison in New Orleans. You so you was doing working in the prison and and working then training. Out with Tom Shaw. That's right. While working at the prison. Shaw. How long did you work? Night shift. Night shifts at the prison. Night shift too, Bill. What were you doing at the uh, prison? Listen, listen. So I wanted to graduate college too, right? So it was part of my internship for college. Okay. So, Milk, I didn't know what I get getting myself into. (laughs) I'm like, ah. I can open the door and close the door for the golf for the for the inmate. Man, it ain't no big deal. I majored in criminology. Uh, that's perfect. So I called my school and say, "Can I do that for my intern?" And they was like, "Sure. Make sure you keep up with everything and take notes and all that." So I did right. But milk. Little did I know they're gonna have me in with all the murderers and child molesters and dope boys. Man, mm-hmm. I was like, "Hold on, hold on." <laughs> What y'all got? What y'all gonna put me in, bro? How long did y'all do that for? Three months. Oh, oh, so you did that for three months. Three, three and a half months. Milk. Listen, listen. I used to get on the computer at night because I work night shift because I ain't want to be around them dudes. You crazy? Yeah. yeah. So all I had to do is open the door and close the door, pretty much. You know, go check, make sure everybody ain't nobody dead in there, and nothing like that, right? <laughs> so listen, milk. I get on the computer to see what most of these dudes in there for. Devil murder, triple murder, attempted murder. What? Hold on. Mm. Y'all got me in here with these people? <laughs> <laughs> y'all have lost y'all rabbit mind. <laughs> I asked for a transfer immediately. I said, man, y'all gotta get me up out of here. I just started. I don't, I'm just doing my internship. They were like, you you enjoy it, trust me. So Milk, I said, Make a long story short, I, I, I trained while I stayed. Then I, I played, then the Saints me up, right? Yeah. Which was perfect. So I played 90, 97. You know me, Mario Banks, mm-hmm. Ray Zellers, R- Ricky, Rick, what, Ricky there? Uh, Ricky Williams Ricky came in uh, 98, I think. 98, yeah, 98, yeah. Yeah, so. I remember Rick, porn star, mustache Rick. (laughs) (laughs) What up, Uh, Rick? Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I want to to see, like, man, when did your, like, what switched for you in your career from kind of being, you know, going from Philly and then, you know, your time in New Orleans and then all of a sudden, man, because you was kind of like on a bubble. For the first part of your career, like what? I, I, absolutely, what switch, I, man. What, ain't, what? ain't no, ain't no kind of. I was on the bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except my rookie year, I wasn't on the bubble then because I, I had balled out. So, but I knew I was going to be the backup and play special teams, right? Yeah. So, what made me? Mike Wilson gave me, you know, made me feel strong, and I feel like I could do it. You know, I really knew I could do it. So, when I get to San Diego. I said, for me to not be on the board and quit getting cut, I had to become a starter. Yeah. I said, I need to start. Then I can pretty much secure myself. You know what I mean, Milton? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I worked my butt off and I bought into what Junior Say I was doing. Okay. Which was really hard. I thought I was working. What I was thought that? I was, Milton, and I was. Yeah. But he was working on a whole nother level. So, so okay, so to my listeners, uh, so Junior Seau, he has something called the Breakfast Club. Yes. And he got that from the famous Michael Jordan, you know, when, when things switched for him, when he started working out early in the morning, right? That's, that's exactly I remember. where he got it from, right? So he got so it from Michael about Jordan. The, yeah, so tell me about the Breakfast Club because I remember when when you and, and you know Fred recruited me to come to San Diego. He kept telling me how beautiful and man, you can come here and 
and I had a free agency coming in 2000 and um, yeah, I left after, uh, after my, my fifth year with the saints and I yeah. joined Fred and everybody down in San Diego. I remember you telling me, man, you need to come to the breakfast club. So tell my listeners, man, cause, cause I think this is a pivotal point, right? Having some people, yeah. Having people that can push you in different ways, whether it's mentally or physically can help. I got a pretty, like, good, I got a pretty good story and testimony right here. Okay. So, so listen, um, so I joined the breakfast club, which was a six, six o'clock workout um, session that Junior used to, he, he, he pretty much made it up in San Diego. We had Rodney Harrison, we had Jamal Williams, we had um, uh, uh, Rob, we had Ryan McNeil mm-hmm. and me, and, and one other couple guys, a couple other guys, they quit. So the thing was, you got to work out six days a week at six o'clock in the morning. And this is an off season. And this is an off season. It's off season. Off season. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting there saying, man, what's wrong with this dude? And Junior used to go bananas. He was going, dude, we should do, we'll, we'll do six sets. I'm saying, six sets. What's wrong with this fool? Six set of squats, milk. Then we'll go run. We'll go run the hills for an hour. I'm sitting there saying, this dude has lost his mind. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm about to join the club. <laughs> I'm going to join the regular club. So <laughs> that's why. I, that's where I lived. I was in the regular club. Yeah. I didn't do the yeah, regular. Yeah, in the regular club. Yeah, you were. You were. That's why you weren't bigger, faster, stronger as me, Bill. That's why I was bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> I was in the junior sayout club, the breakfast club. <laughs> that's why I was bigger, faster, stronger. So, Bill. So, listen. Make a long story short. Okay, training camp comes right. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. You, I recruited you to come. I say, Milk, it's San Diego, dog. You can't beat the weather. And he was like, as long as they give me this money, everything going to be all right. <laughs> you remember that, Milk? I, I do remember that. He was like, as long as they come up with, this, with these numbers, we, everything going to be all right. So they came up with whatever you wanted. Y'all came to whatever agreement. Like, yeah, we got Milk. We got Alex Motor. We got Ryan McNeil. We got the corners locked down. We got Rodney at safety. We got Richard Dumas. We got a pretty good team. The secondary wise, and not so not so quick, you know, <laughs> not yeah. so fast. Yeah. We had Ryan. We had we had Ryan. Uh, who was our quarterback? We had uh, it was, it was, uh Doug Flutie, and then um, we drafted Ladanian, right? We drafted Ladanian, and then we had Drew Brees. That's right. We had some good, we had some talent, man. Yeah, yeah, we did. But, but you know what was our problem? One year, the offense is good, defense bad. Next year, the defense good, offense bad. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Then, but, but I, my favorite, one of my favorite coaches was Marty Schottheimer. You know that? Like, it was weird, but I liked the dude. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was a, a coach that, um, that it was no gray area. It was right. black and it was, or, or it was white. And he right. didn't care if you were junior sale, right? A 10 right. year, you know, a 10 year pro bowl type of guy, or if you was a undrafted rookie, if you was right, you were right. And if you was, you was wrong, he going to let you know. Absolutely. That's one thing I respect about it. And you know, you know what, and, and, and you know, it's to, to, to this day that I still do when I coach my kids, uh, you know how he said, when the practice is over at 3 o'clock, it ain't going to be 301. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't going to be 259. I, I love that. that about him. Yeah. And, and, and remember meeting rooms? He said, we're going to meet for an hour and a half. When 430 come, let him out. I don't want him in there at 431. I don't want him to leave at 429. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my God. He was, yeah. he was to the minute. He was to the minute. To the minute. We're going to stretch for four minutes and 45 seconds. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. I was like, man, I like this dude. <laughs> hey, hey, so what what made because I want to, you know, kind of push ahead, but I want to, you know, see you had a chance, man, to work, you, you had a chance to block for one of the best running backs in NFL history, Ladanian Tomlinson. Come you on, also, man. and you also had a chance to to create a relationship 
with one of the, you know, the, the best dudes in football in Junior Seau. Um, what Seau taught me was just be true to yourself. You got to believe in you. When you look in the mirror, are you happy with what you see? Are you happy with what you see? That's what you see. Like, he really stressed that a lot. When you work, he said, when you work, when you bust your ass, when you look up in the morning, you're happy with what you see. When you cheat yourself, when you look in the mirror, you're not happy with what you see. Oh, man, that's so freaking true. So guess what I used to do, Milk? I used to look in the mirror every day and say, are you happy with yourself? Did you work hard today? So it became a habit of me looking in the mirror and saying, you gave it your all today, Fred. When I wake up in the morning, Fred, you gave it your all. So that helped me sleep good at night, Milk. That's good. I know a lot of people don't know that. That's good. Yeah, help me, help me sleep, sleep good, knowing that I gave my all. I treated people well. I cracked jokes. I was, I was fun and funny, but I bust my butt to yeah. get to where I, where I wanted to go. You know, so yeah. And going against that dude every day, going against say out and Rodney Harrison, Jamal oh. Williams, and well, see, you weren't in there, Milk. So you, you went in the fire. That's, you know? that's because the position I played, Fred. I know. I was, was on the perimeter. You, got, you was on the pretty boy corners. I'm you know sure. You Whatever. I gave you the business a couple times. I know that. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So so then, like, towards the end of your career, you went and you was with the Patriots. And you yeah, was with the, was the Patriots. Patriots. And you won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and Tom Brady. I remember I you, Tom Brady, me, Tom Brady, Corey Dillon. Yeah. And, so I, and I remember you telling me just about that year and how difficult it was when, you know, you guys were dealing with injuries and, and whatnot. Oh, my and God. You, Miller, you Miller, we had 20, 20, like 27 people on injury reserve. <laughs> That's crazy. We had a lot of people. <laughs> 27. We had a makeshift offensive line. We had Tom Brady, you know, the GOAT. We had the GOAT. Yeah. We, we, but you know who, you know who really made our offense go? Who's that? Our, our offensive line coach, Dante Skinecki. That dude was a genius, Milk. Why is that? He just understood anything that you, you threw at us. He, he, understood, he understood how to slide the line. Which way to slide? Okay, they can only do this on this down. Man, this dude was a genius. I was like, man, this dude is so smart. Look, we had some bums up front too. We had some, <laughs> we had some sorry dudes up there, dude. I'm telling you. So I we remember had, you we telling had Steve Neal. We had Steve Neal, who never played college football ever. Wow. Starting. <laughs> wow. Hey, so so tell me, because I remember you telling me about this, and I want my listeners to hear this too. What was the thing that you said Bill Belichick did for your offense that year? Because, you know, you had so many guys, new guys coming in, offensive linemen was going, was going down left and right. He, he didn't change. You know, he, he made everybody come up to the level of offense that we were already at. We had a high-powered offense at first, Milk. My goodness, we were good, boy. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, we're, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, we were that good. I knew it. But listen, this is the first I, I seen Tom Brady cry his eyes out when we lost to the Redskins. The Redskins, listen, we had a good return. It was a fourth quarter, Milk. And mind, mind you, tell your listeners this, Milk, all your listeners, we practice the two-minute drill every single day. He put us in different scenarios. Every single day, first day of training camp, we we backed up on the twenty. We got we got to score a touchdown with fifty eight seconds to go. Every single day, we got a different scenario, right? Hold on, hold on, and hold on. Uh, so, so, and typically in the NFL, and it's like on every team that I I know I was on, is the only time you did the two minute drill was on Thursdays, right? Was on Thursdays. Now you telling me that y'all did it every. We start day. training camp. 
We started training camp with a two-minute drill. Uh. Not 9.07, not after we stretch, two-minute drill. Wow. Every day. When we go individual, two-minute drill. This is the scenario. We need a touchdown. We need a field goal. We're on the 50. Going in. So he gave us all these scenarios every single day. So all our bases was covered. So we're playing the Redskins. We're two and one, right? Mm-hmm. And we were playing the Redskins. We got we had a good return. We was like on the 35 mil. I was like, and we were down by two points. I was like, we're gonna win this game. This, this, we're definitely about to win this game. So that's when the Reds had all them. They had 10,000 pros. Remember they had all pro, uh, pro bowlers? All pros, yeah, Deion Sanders. Uh, oh, yeah, they were terrible, but we should have beat them. So they were terrible. They were so overrated. So, Miller, make a long story short, Tom Brady, we got two timeouts with a, with a minute and 43 or something like that to go on the clock, right? I'm like, oh, we, we, we definitely about to win this game. Miller, we got a couple first downs. They stopped us. Uh. They stopped us. On fourth down, we went for it. They stopped us. First time I seen Tom Brady cry like a baby. Mm. Crying like a baby. He was so hurt that he felt like he let the team down. We went on a, after that milk, we went on a 15 game winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> Won the Super Bowl. With injuries and all that. And I remember you telling me that what Belichick did is he simplified. For all the guys coming in there, it was a, it was a hodgepodge offensive line. Hodgepodge was an understatement. Uh. Yeah, hodgepodge was an understatement. We had, but we had, we had a bunch of guys who were hungry, who wanted to win. We had an offensive line coach who really simplified things. Made it simple for Tom Brady. All his coordinator was Charlie Weiss. Defensive coordinator was Romeo Cornell. Um, but we simplified everything. You know, but you know what was funny, Milk? Don't well, I don't care now. But Belichick used to make people practice if, if you were on injury reserve when the media left, you had to practice. Some of the players had to practice. Wow. <laughs> yes, Belichick used to do that. <laughs> on injury reserve. You're injury reserve. Say you on injury reserve, right? Yeah. And you know you're supposed to be out. Belichick would have their shoulder pads, had them had a trainer, Brandon, the equipment guy, Brandon shoulder pads out and their helmet so they could practice. <laughs> wow. I on injury reserve. They <laughs> Belichick slick. Boy, I was like, this dude here is a trip, boy. Oh. Yeah, he made people practice, man. I was like, this that ain't right. <laughs> Took half his money. So so he's supposed to be like the best, you know, the best coach on uh in the NFL or one of the best coaches, period. He is. What makes him that? Why? What makes him that is the way you think about defense and the way he he, he try to scheme to to stop you. And how much he trusted Tom Brady. He trusts Tom. You know, he, he, he would call Tom out in the meetings all the time. Tom hated it, but he used to call him out. Tom, what the hell is this? Oh, my goodness. My dad could make that throw. Stuff like that. <laughs> and you can see it, it worked with Tom Fellas a little bit, but he took it because he wanted to make a point. If I can get on the best player on our team, who the hell are you to meet it? You think I can't get on you? Mm. Yeah, so he made it important to get on Tom, call him out, embarrass him sometimes. He'll get on Ty Law, he'll get on Lloyd Malloy. He'll call those dudes out on purpose. Mm. Willie, Willie McGinnis, Willie, you look like you're running in place. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that, man. He was, but one person he loved, Kevin Falk. But I think Kevin Falk was his favorite. Uh. He loved Kevin Falk, I, I, I remember Kevin. So, so Fred, Matt, so playing 12 years, got a Super Bowl, Super Bowl trophy, 
And I remember, man, after football, because we always kept in touch, man. Right. Oh, yeah. Long time. Yeah. And you was telling me, man, that you that you want to uh you want to ref. Yeah, I ref, I ref, I ref now. I ref in the SEC. In the SEC, the best conference, bro. Not the Pac-12, the SEC. You know what? Best conference. We're gonna talk more about this offline, but I'm gonna tell you something. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Y'all don't want no parts of us, man. You know that? Y'all want no parts of the SEC, dog? Whatever. So how long? How long? Because you, you told me that you that you want to start refing. And then you told me, like, man, what's the um, – what did you have to do? You had to go in the off-season and do all these clinics well, and whatnot. It, right, it, like, right. it was a long – like, talk to it's my – It's a process. Heck, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty long process. So, I started in high school, Bill. I was part of the NFL – part of the NFL um, league program. It's called the league program where they help you move up pretty fast, right? And I don't know what happened to it. After – the NFL Europe fell, then they kind of stopped it. So, so, but I started in high school. I, I did high school football for two years. I um uh, in Atlanta this is after the NFL, right? It's, it's after the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Two years in two years in high school. Then I went to the mid major. Well, no, I went to the the, the uh, black college football. I went to the MEAC. Mm-hmm. I was in the MEAC for two years. Then I went to the Sunbelt Conference for two years. And now I've been in the SEC. This is going on my third year. Mm. So yeah, it, it, it's 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 a journey. Yeah. And it's it's a lot tougher than people think it is. No doubt. And you, you gotta know, you gotta study. Hey Bill, I didn't study this much in school. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know those rules, man. Yeah. You gotta stay on top of your game. No doubt. Because every year, in college is a little different than pros. Well, a lot different. As far as rules-wise, it, it, it's, 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 it, even though they're trying to shape it the same, trying to get it to where it's the same, it's different. Like, what relationships did you have to create? Or did you have in place that could, you know, kind of shape you after the game? Well, I had a couple of mentors that helped me. Um, Tom Simonette who's in the NFL right now, he's been in the NFL maybe maybe 17 years. Had a couple guys, one, one former player, played for Buffalo Bills. Forgot his name, it's, it's looking in my mind right now. His, his name, I think of his name in a second. Um, he, he played for the Buffalo Bills. He, he got me into it and he really made me want to, to keep going in it. Cause one time I had stopped doing it, Milk. I wanted to do something else. Uh-huh. But he, he kind of convinced me to come back and uh, I'm sticking to it, man. And hopefully I'll be in the NFL again doing it. I want to ref a Super Bowl. That's my goal. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yes. Play, win a Super Bowl or ref a Super Bowl. That'll be kind of neat, you know? That, that That'll be a, that's some story, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, okay. So, so we get into this part where just like in our back in the day with our practices, we had a blitz period. You remember the blitz period? Heck yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to hit you up with a couple of questions, kind of rapid fire. And okay. then, um, and I want you to go ahead and do a quick answer for me. All right, All let's right. go. Okay. So what's the, what's the best advice you ever received? Best advice I ever received. Believe in yourself. Mm. What would you tell your 23-year-old self? Save all your money. Ooh, say that one more time. Save all your money. <laughs> okay. All right. And what would you tell a rookie? Um, a rookie coming into the NFL. Save all your money. <laughs> <laughs> but, but very, very much true. So, you know what I mean? Very much true, Bill. Save your money because the average career is 3.2 years. That's right. And, and come in, be humble, and bust, bust your ass. Mm. Save your money, come in, be humble, and, and bust your ass. That's what I would tell them. That's good. That's good. 
Well, Black, man, I appreciate you, big dog. It's always a pleasure, man, getting on the phone, seeing you. I haven't seen you in a couple of years, but now I get to see you. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate you, big dog. Man, no problem, man. Hey, man, anytime. So how can um, my listeners, you know, if they want to kind of hear more about you or or find, find you on social media? They can find me at Fred, F-R-E-D, dot 44, my football number, dot McCrary, my last name, M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. And just so your listeners know, I was a way better athlete than Milk, just so everybody knows that. You know. <laughs> I have a loyal fan base. They don't believe nothing you say. So, <laughs> or at least that part. Hopefully they believe the other part, but they won't believe that, what you just said about me. So. I'm a better athlete, Bill. Better athlete. All right, man. <laughs> hey, hey, God bless, man. Tell the family I say hello, and I'll talk to you soon, Bill. All right, will do. Appreciate you, big dog. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon and the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on kindle and who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tra- to transition what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.